Yes, it's the 137th QuackCast. The references are available over at sciencebasedmedicine.org. This is called, I Want to Draw Your Attention to the Special Added Attraction Not Advertised on the Outside. An Evaluation of Earthing. Age cannot wither her, nor custom stale her infinite variety. Anthony and Cleopatra. Act 2, Scene 2. I know it is a reference to Cleopatra, but William could have been talking about the realm of alternative pseudomedicine. Just when you think you have seen it all, that every pseudomedicine that can be invented has been invented, pop! Out of nothing, a new pseudomedical universe has been created. It seems to be a form of quantum pseudomedicine, although I wish there was a corresponding annihilating anti-pseudomedicine. I mentioned before that I have been unable to come up with a unique, never-seen-before form of pseudomedicine. I like the imagination, I suppose. Freak shows have become a thing of the past, and for good reason. Or if they still tour, none have come through Portland, although it would be difficult to distinguish the folks of a freak show from the residents of my fair city. I kid. Once at the state fair, my boys each paid a dollar to see a giant pig. I passed on the opportunity and regret it to this day. Evidently, it was one huge hog. The medical equivalent of the carnival boardwalk, with all the curious variations, is the world of pseudomedicine. And the giant pig I came across this week is earthing. Not to disrespect the enormous boar, because pork, at least, is real. Earthing Central appears to be the Earthing Institute and the source of much of the information for this podcast. I did not read Earthing, the most important health discovery ever, question mark, since after going through all the information on the website, I strongly suspect that the answer to the question is nope, not even close. Vaccines, perhaps? Clean water? Flush toilets? Never Earthing. Now, I prefer my medical breakthroughs to originate from school teachers, beekeepers, or science fiction writers, but you can't always find that kind of experience and insight. We have to settle for the retired cable television executive Clint Ober, who had the epiphany that perhaps rubber-soled shoes, like the insulation in TV cables, insulated humans from the earth to the detriment of our health. And from this insight, a pseudo-medicine was born. The basic concept is best summarized by Dr. Oz by way of Dr. Mercola. Quote, Grounding earthing refers to contact with the Earth's surface electrons by walking barefoot outside or sitting, working, or sleeping indoors, connected to conductive systems, transferring the energy from the ground into the body. Emerging research, and it's always emerging, isn't it? supports that this may result in reduced pain, better sleep, and less inflammation. The logical explanation for the reduction in inflammation is that the Earth's negatively charged antioxidant electrons enter the body and neutralize positively charged free radicals in the body? That's logical to Dr. Oz? Dr. Oz's bottom line... Before spending money on a device for grounding, try stepping outside in your yard. Avoid wood surfaces, as wood insulates you from the earth, 
as the Golden Age Green Lantern knows all too well. See if doing so improves your energy levels. Emerging research. Logical explanation. Earth's negatively charged antioxidant electrons. Emerging research. Logical explanation. Earth's negatively charged antioxidant electrons. Saying it over and over doesn't help. No, Dr. Oz, it does not sound like oranges. All electrons are the same. It is a key characteristic of the particle. An Earth electron is no different from any other electron in the entire universe. As an indirect confirmation of my bias that it is the physicists who get the really good drugs, it has been suggested that there is, in fact, only one electron in the entire universe. But there is literally nothing special about Earth electrons. The basic premise of Earthing, a premise which appears to be wearing rubber soles to prevent grounding with reality, is that electrons from the Earth ooze into you, inactivating free radicals and reversing inflammation. Quote, Electrons are the object of affection, so to speak, so positively charged free radicals, the biochemical agents that cause oxidation in the body. Electrons are the source of antioxidant power. We believe this influx of electrons from the ground serves to potentially neutralize or quench free radicals that would otherwise steal electrons from healthy tissue, actively resulting in tissue damage and chronic inflammation as a basis of many common and serious diseases. End of quote. I know, it's no time cube, but it is close. The problem with this theory is that while free radicals are looking for an electron, those electrons have to be associated with molecules, i.e. antioxidants, in order to be utilized. If this were the case, all I would need to cure my free radical excess is to rub my stocking feet on the carpet. I can build up a charge of Earth electrons quite rapidly that way. And free radicals may be helpful in some situations. Since there is a suggestion that antioxidants may promote cancer rather than prevent it, if earthing could work, it may increase your risk of cancer. So bad physics, worse biology, what about the literature? There is a list of papers in the research section of Earthing Institute. I thought it would be of value to see what they had to offer. First up in our sideshow of emerging literature, Differences in blood urea and creatinine concentrations in earthed and unearthed subjects during cycling exercise and recovery. They measured, quote, the electrical potential of the body and the blood parameters, creatinine and blood urea nitrogen. Blood samples were obtained before each training session, after 15 minutes of exercise, after 30 minutes of exercise, and 40 minutes after recovery. In participants who were either grounded with a wire to a pipe or not during exercise. They found, quote, significantly lower blood urea levels were observed in subjects earthing during exercise and relaxation. Creatinine concentrations in earth subjects were not significantly changed in the exercise phase, but were significantly lower in the 40-minute of the recovery phase in earth subjects in the second week. If you get bored, go look at the tables. I evaluate creatinine and BUN in virtually all my patients every day. A couple of years ago, they suddenly started reporting the value to two rather than one decimal point for the creatinine. No one knew why, not even the nephrologists. 
One of my colleagues referred to it as precision without accuracy. When I look at the tables of the creatinine and BUN, I see the same value for the concentrations in each group, certainly within the operational characteristics of the tests. All the creatinines were basically 1 and all the BUNs were basically 31 and the variation about that was minuscule. What they demonstrated was a stable creatinine and BUN at all phases of the study. Their conclusion is laughable. Quote, our study shows that blood urea concentrations are lower in subjects who are earthed, connected to the earth potential with the use of copper wire, during physical exercise and recovery compared to the same subjects who are not earthed during the same period of exercise and recovery. These results suggest that earthing during exercise inhibits hepatic protein catabolism or increases renal urea excretion. End of quote. What they showed is that the lab parameters were stable all through the study regardless of what was done. That, and perhaps the editors and reviewers at Evidence-Based Complementary and Alternative Medicine never read the paper in their journal. Next on the boardwalk was earthing, grounding. The human body reduces blood viscosity, a major factor in cardiovascular disease. This is an even worse study. Really, it's hard to believe it could get worse. Ten patients had their blood drawn. They sat in a quiet room in a comfy chair with their hands and feet grounded, and after two hours, their blood was drawn again with a finger prick. And what did they do with the blood? It was put in an electric field, and the researchers measured, quote, terminal velocities of the red cells in video recordings taken through a microscope. RBC aggregation, red blood cell, was measured by counting the numbers of clustered cells in each sample. And they found that, quote, earthing or grounding increased zeta potentials in all samples by an average of 2.7 and significantly reduced red cell aggregation. What they apparently did not have was a non-grounded control, and more importantly, no one was blinded as to what specimen they were measuring. That is the kind of methodology that could demonstrate, say, basal cell degranulation from homeopathy the classic article from Nature that turned out to be false because the person reading the slides knew who was receiving the homeopathic treatments. I doubt that it has any effect on the outcomes that those doing the measurements were, quote, independent contractors of EarthFX, Inc., the company sponsoring earthing research and owns a small percentage of shares in the company, end of quote. No way could unblinded researchers who own an earthing company could come up with biased results, right? Next up is emotional stress, heart rate variability, grounding, and improved autonomic tone clinical application by the same authors as the previous article, this time without any disclosure statement, but interestingly with the exact same picture and description that was used in the red blood cell study. In the Pacific Northwest, we appreciate recycling. The patient sat in a chair for two hours while they were grounded or not grounded for a random 40-minute intervals, and their ECG was monitored. Quote, falling asleep was permitted, but meditation was not allowed, end of quote. How would you know if someone was meditating? Then they took the electrocardiogram and did a lot of calculations on it to look at heart rate variability. Why? got me, quote, 
The HRV parameters calculated from the electrocardiogram recordings during the study were as follows. The standard deviation of RR intervals, three spectral components of the power spectrum density, low frequencies, high frequencies, and very low frequencies, and the ratio of LF to HF. I will confess that as I read up on these parameters measured, and I lacked the background to understand their physiologic importance. When I looked in the PubMeds to figure out their physiologic importance, I also couldn't find it. The data as presented looks like trivial changes made impressive by a large axis, but it is so obscure I can't say. I read and reread this article, and the results actually never made sense to me. So I moved on to quote, Pilot study on the effects of grounding on delayed onset muscle soreness, which suffers from the same issues as the other studies. Small numbers, multiple comparisons, and potential financial bias in the researchers. But a more important pattern is revealed in this study, similar to the heart rate paper. They exercised people to make a leg muscle sore and then made them sleep on a patented grounding sheet or a sham sheet. Say that three times really fast. They measured 48 parameters, blood work, MRI findings in the leg, pain scales, lots and lots of data. Then they presented the data in a manner that I would wager no one could interpret. The percent group differences. I read the paper again and again, and I can't understand what they were measuring and its significance. They totally obscure the data. If there is a real change in a parameter, there is no way to know as the data is presented. It seems the goal of this paper is to present a lot of data in a manner that looks impressive, but without presenting the data in a way that makes it understandable, even with close reading. Similar results, minimal changes presented like major ones, are found in the biologic effects of grounding the human body during sleep as measured by cortisol levels and subjective reporting of pain and stress. As per the abstract, they had, quote, 12 subjects with complaints of sleep dysfunction, pain, and stress who were grounded to the earth during sleep for eight weeks in their own beds using a conductive mattress pad. They then did buckets of tests on them. All the patients knew they were getting the treatment, so it was no surprise that, quote, at the end of the eight-week test period, 11 of 12 subjects reported it took less time to fall asleep while grounded to the earth. Note, reported, not measured. All 12 subjects reported waking fewer times during the night. Note, reported, not measured. The subjective endpoints are always suspect, especially when the patients are not blinded. The data as to cortisol levels is presented looks impressive at casual glance, but again, as best as I can tell, it shows no more than normal variation. These studies all have small sample sizes. They are not blinded. The data is obscure. And at least one of the investigators is an owner of a company that makes grounding products. Not the most robust of evidence. And that, of course, is Dr. Oz's idea of emerging research. Not a giant pig, but it could have been produced by a giant pig. The Earthing Institute links to earthing.com where you can buy all sorts of accessories to optimize your grounding experience. So why so many pushing expensive products? Isn't that a conflict of interest? And somehow I'm in the pocket of big pharma. I have always preferred to go barefoot, indoor and out, although I have lost the calluses of my youth that make it easy to walk on rough surfaces. 
I never feel any different between barefoot and shod, except for the icky feeling when a slug squishes between the toes, a problem in the Pacific Northwest. However, there is no simple pleasure that cannot be medicalized by the pseudo-medical industrial complex and requiring expensive equipment. One of the sad aspects of pseudo-medicine is making all aspects of life a therapy to prevent or treat disease. Diet, exercise, sleeping, even walking barefoot is not done for the simple joy and pleasure these actions can bring. It becomes medicalized, a therapy. It seems a sorry way to live a life. And that ends the 137th Quackcast. Might I suggest you go over to the Society for Science-BasedMedicine.org and see what we have going on there. I also have another podcast, the podcast of the Society for Science-Based Medicine, which may or may not interest you. Otherwise, thank you for listening, and I'll see you for the 138th one in mere moments.